Hello and welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emil Fergoso, the Sacktown Sports 49ers beat writer covering the NFL and 49ers, all things 49ers out there in Santa Clara. And I am joined by our producer, our one, one, one hit wonder man, the man of the hour, just a bajillion things you can say about this guy, Nate Littlefield. How you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. I got a scary text from my uncle about an hour ago uh-huh. that said, I'll just, can I read it to you? It's right. It's 49ers related. Yeah. Go it's, for it. Uh, yeah. It's he texted me and he said, am I reading this right? Kittle is done in SF. And I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? So I had to go in and look, but he made a, a post to all the free agents. Yeah. They were going away. He just misread it. He's, Oh my gosh. He, uh, he had a, a major health incident recently, so he just might, you know, he might be losing it. But that that scared me, bro. It's like I oh. guess we're gonna have something to talk about. Like that that, that would be devastating. Yeah, yeah. I'll just confirm right now. Kittle is not leaving the Bay Area. That's not happening. Your uncle can rest easy. That's yeah. No way. Well, he's a Raiders fan, so I don't know. Maybe oh. he's just trying to get in my head. I don't. Know. Maybe he's trying to get in your head. Yeah. Then Raider, it worked. Wow. Raider fan. That's tough. That's that's tough. I that's guess tough. I'll have to stop getting him Kings tickets. Ooh, there you go, right there. That that's how you do it. Hey, yeah. you want you want to talk some stick? You don't get no king stick. That's yeah, right there. Anyways, we have a lot of lot to talk about today. A lot to break down with the 49ers and just the wild first week of free agency that's going on right now, and just all their losses as well as all their gains, all their signs they made. Um, just kind of a wild time and how it's kind of transitioned for the NFL to kind of how the NBA does their free agency, where there's a two day tampering period or legal tampering period they call it where a lot of the deals get done prior to when they, when agents can start negotiating with players or when agents start negotiating with teams i should say um and a lot has really happened since then it's only been four days since that started monday midday but a lot of the big names are already off there nate what what, what surprised you the most about for agency so far uh well what surprised i don't know how surprised i was because i was looking forward to building the trenches uh you know and we haven't we've just re-signed guys on the o-line we haven't brought anyone new if if that it's hard to keep track of everyone that's coming in and out but um i'm very happy that the d-line has been bolstered because i our biggest signing was uh hargrave and even even though he's 30 years old he's well it's a two two two-year deal correct it's four years technically, but but it gets spread out in a certain way. There's probably some certain contract stipulations in there where they can get out probably after the third year. There's going to be some back half, I would say, some help to them, some relief for their cap. But again, yeah. we'll see how it plays out. So that's what – I don't know if I was shocked about anything specifically. I guess the shocking – it's not even flashy, but the Sam Darnold thing. <laughs> uh you don't really think of him as like a veteran presence, but he, mm-hmm. he kind of, I mean, he's been around now for a while and he's kind of, yeah. he's been through it. So I'm, I'm excited to see, well, I'm, I won't be excited to see if he gets on the field cause that's not a good sign, but <laughs> it, it's an interesting move at the very least. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's start with Hargrave, right? Javon Hargrave was the big signing on Monday. And frankly, it shocked me. It shocked a lot of the national media, a lot of the 49ers media, including guys like Matt Mayoka, Jennifer Lee Chan, all those you know people who are really plugged in with the Niners. Them to go out and get a statement signed, like like sorry, not Javon, Javon, I should say, Javon Hargrave as the 
I miss that. No, not 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 Kinlaw, Javon, and there's yeah, Javon. Yeah, 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 yeah never mind. I'm now. just I'm making a mess over here. <laughs> no, you're good, Nate. <laughs> but no, we had to correct it yesterday. We were talking to Javon. Make sure it's Javon, right? Yeah, Javon. Okay, all right, Javon Hargrave. So in the future, FYI. Anyway, um, Javon signed a four-year, eighty-four million dollar deal um, with a about forty million dollars guaranteed in there. Um, Obviously, those numbers are going to be helpful for the Niners down the road in terms of the guarantee money, how much it's actually owed. Because like you said earlier and alluded to, that probably after the second season, maybe the third season, they could get off his contract possibly and get a lot of cap relief going into 2026, I believe. That would be, uh, yeah, 2026, yes. Um, and so that would be really helpful. But just the signing and the impact of it, I mean, you don't see contending teams like like the Niners make moves like this. You just don't to make a statement signing one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL, the best one on the market currently to get him and bring him to the Niners. You just played the Eagles in the NFC championship game. I mean, that's a real statement signing. It has to, you have to feel good about that at least to get some top end talent. Well, I believe that he, he heard the Niners wanted to sign him and he was ecstatic. Correct. Like that's, that's a story. Yeah, I saw. So that is exciting. That's it's cool to know that players want to come here. Obviously, this is a good team that's been Super Bowl fringe for a while now. So if he thinks he can win a Super Bowl here, that makes me think we can win a Super Bowl here. Uh, I I guess I think it's great to have that depth and that, that power at the D-line because it, it's one of those cliches, but obviously the game's won in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And with young quarterbacks, you need to they they need to have time. And when they're attacked by guys like Hargrave, then it, it teaches them how to get better in practice. So obviously, I I'm really excited to see him on our team, to say the least. Yeah, I think most of Four Niners faithful is very very excited about it. Obviously, you're losing that depth that we talked about um, with certain players, but you're getting a guy like Hargrave who has just gotten better with each season. Is a real unstoppable force on the interior. I mean, he has they call him the Grave Digger, right? I mean, that guy is able to pull out and turn uh, offensive uh, offensive centers as well as guards and just get around them with just sheer force as well as agility. And to speak back on the shock thing we we're talking about, you know, the ecstaticness. He was just surprised. Like, he did not expect a, a team like the Niners to reach out because contending teams do not have the money typically to go get free agents like this. To go get a bag as well as go to a contender is very, very rare. And he explained, you know, I was nervous about free agency, actually, because I I, I knew that it was really possible me going to a rebuilding team. I wouldn't be contending like I was with the Eagles. I was worried about, you know, what our outlook was going to be like for the, this season, how much I was going to be contributing to a playoff contending team. And so when the Niners called, like you said, it was a pretty simple decision for him to make of, I want to go play with Nick Bosa. I want to play with Eric Armstead, with Javon Kinlaw. You know, I want to play with all these guys, Fred Warner, that are all pro, pro bowl caliber players in the Niners. And to be coached under Steve Wilkes as well. I mean, it's a home run signing for him and a home run signing for the Niners, I think. Yeah, this is trending with the quarterbacks, especially. This is a very player-friendly team because there's talent all over and – I think everyone likes the coaching staff. So it's the rich get richer, essentially. And I'm happy they paid him. I did see DeForest Buckner send out a little passive tweet. I don't know. Did you see yeah. that, Emil? Yeah, he was Yeah, upset. I did. I did. Uh, Look, Because it's the deal he yeah. wanted, I guess, specifically. 
but that was a while. I mean, that was four seasons ago now. Divorce is also ago? younger, all this great stuff. I, I yeah. personally think that, and I've heard this a lot lately, that this signing with Hargrave is kind of the the the, the realization of the mistake of not extending uh, DeForest Buckner. I'm not keeping yeah. him on there. You need two two very good defensive tackles on that interior so that Nick guys like Nick Bosa can, can eat on the edge. And I think the Niners realized that last year when they were getting beat up the middle by the Eagles in the NFC Championship game and how important it was to have not only depth in the interior, but also have barely top-tier te- top talent on the interior. And so that's what I think this signing is, is kind of an omission of, of, of mistake on, on the Niners part by not keeping Buckner. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a, that's a great, great point. Uh, I just, yeah, again, though, just reinstating, I'm excited. I'm excited for a tough D-line. That's, that's where games are won, so. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the ne- the next signing right after that that kind of took people by surprise, including myself, was Sam Darnold. Um, they got him on a one-year deal, $4.5 million at the base, $3.5 million guaranteed. But there are incentives in this contract, playtime, QBR rating, wins, a bunch of et cetera stuff. Oh, I did not know that. There's a I didn't know you could put in um, for like QBR rating. I did not know that that was, could be included in a contract. It can, yes. A, bunch, a variety of different factors. I don't know the exact numbers. We'll get those over time. Obviously, only agents release those numbers how much they want to release those numbers. We only know that it can go up to $11 million by the end of the year if he hits those incentives. Very similar to Jimmy Garoppolo and his contract last year, his restructure last year. You know, the Niners aren't banking on Darnold to be the guy down the stretch, but if he has to be, there's a nice lump of change here for you just sitting there if you want to be the guy. And, you know, Darnold, Obviously, has has had an underwhelming career so far, considering he was a third overall pick in the twenty eighteen draft, I believe. Twenty eighteen, um, yes, yes. So um, New York Jets, and he's been underwhelming, of course, but he's only twenty five years old, and I think that's pretty key with him and, and what he's looking for in terms of a fresh start. You know, he he wanted to come to the Niners because of Kyle Shanahan, yes, <clears throat> but also because of Brian Greasy, the quarterbacks coach. He really likes Brian Greasy, and he really likes the structure that they built with Trey Lance and Purdy. And he's like, I see some similarities in our games, actually. I, I see an ability to kind of pick each other's brains and make the quarterback room really great because we have the ability to not only throw from the pocket, but also scramble and find open guys in the open field. And so I think that Sam saw a real, not only a good contract, is he getting a very good deal here as a backup, but also a chance to, you know, play a similar style that he's used to, that he feels comfortable with uh, here with the Niners. And so that that's exciting, I think, for for the Niner fans. This is more than just a over-the-hill, you know, third, third number three quarterback. This is a guy that, you know, if he has to play, isn't the worst option. Yeah. I My issue with it, though, I think we were talking about it last week, is uh, just veteran presence. Like I was saying, yes. I would prefer to get a guy like Matt Ryan, even though the, the money wasn't really working. Um, he is just so young and he hasn't really been through much in the NFL that isn't just losing over and over again, which is, it's hard to see. I mean, you know, it's a little reunion with McCaffrey, which is, uh, you know, I I don't know what that means, but it's nice to have some chemistry built in to, to a team that you're coming to, but I'm, I'm looking at his record right now. He did go four and two last year as a starter with a 92 mm-hmm. rating. Yeah. So that, that's the best, I mean, season he's had, It'll, you know, given it was, it was six games, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just worried about the presence of not, or the lack of presence of a veteran quarterback in the room. And it's great to have greasy and it's yeah. great. He likes greasy, 
but that that's that's where my worries begin. No, I get it. I get it. So, so I I understand the you want the over the kind of not even over the hill, but the more aged, weathered uh, quarterback. But yeah. Darnold played a lot of games, and he's while he has a relatively young age, he's probably considered a veteran now, wouldn't you say? I mean, he's going into his his, his technically. Uh, yeah, career. I mean, he is a veteran. I'd say what three years in, you're a veteran, right? Yeah, I, mean, I would say that. that how yeah. that works? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a veteran, but just the, I mean. I guess he's been there, done that. It's just – it's hard for me to just look and go, well, Brock's kind of more of a winner than Darnold has ever been. So what I, – I'm curious to see what Darnold brings to that locker room. Yeah, I am too. I I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know in terms of mindset what he's going to bring. I, I just know he's going to bring a gaming mentality. That's the only thing I know is that he's going to go out there and compete with these guys and really challenge Trey Lance to be the best version of himself. And, and if Trey Lance can't beat up Sam Darnold in training camp, I think that's going to say a lot on Trey Lance and his development this season. I agree. I totally agree. I, you know, we're going into another wild quarterback off season. You mm-hmm. hope you don't see Sam Darnold play for the Niners at all. No offense to Sam or anyone in the organization, but oh, no offense. It's, you know, obviously it's not a good thing when your guys are getting hurt. I just, yeah, I, I hope Trey can get get right and beat out Darnold, which I I think he will. I think they'll they'll give him that shot, even if uh, it's a little rocky at first. Yeah, I look. I in terms of rockiness, I just don't think he's going to be the guy starting out. I I do think this is Trey Lance's job. I think it's Purdy's job. Um, I I just I I look. Darnold's there to be a placeholder. And that's just kind of how this is going to be. And I think Sam knows that, but because he he's he's he was saying the right things yesterday, he yeah. really was. He was saying the right things in terms of you know it doesn't matter how much I play. You know you can't look at the injury stuff. You know there are some unknowns, but like I'm just here to help the team win any way I can, whether that means I'm playing or I'm not. Like I, we, if we win, it doesn't matter. And well, that's, that's the point he's done in his career, right? He was given a second chance by Carolina. It didn't work out, so yeah. now he's got to take a seat and he's got to wait and see if he can even earn another chance. He's yeah. he's lucky to be where he is right now. Wow, I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure. Strong I mean, he's word. lucky to be on the Niners. Yeah, I mean, he's lucky yeah. just the way the NFL works. That's not a shot at him or anything, but the NFL is killer. He's luck. I mean, he knows he's like he's lucky to be in the NFL. You know what I mean? That's that wasn't a shot at him. That probably sounded bad. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the fire alarms over here, man. I don't know if he's lucky to be in the NFL. I think he's just lucky to, to fall into a situation that he is in now where he could be playing for a potential playoff contending team um, early next season or early next year, I should say. Yeah, that's true. And, that, I, and I think that that's, a, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons why he chose the Niners and he chose this, this offer was, hey, man, I can play some postseason football. I've never done that before. <laughs> no. I've never had postseason football in my life. I've played for the Jets and the Carolina Panthers, two franchises that are not doing too well right now. So I will say I would have – much preferred Sam, Dar- Sam Darnold coming into the game against the Eagles. Yes, I think we all would have. And I think that's kind of yeah. what Kyle was thinking here with this signing is is that, hey, you know, with all the issues we've had at quarterback the last couple of years since I got here, and, you know, whether it's his fault or not, a lot of it's been unlucky. Like Purdy in the UCL, that's unlucky. That's just really unlucky. Um, but to have well, that, the snap. I have my own thoughts about the trailer, yeah. but whatever. I understand um, yeah, I have my own thoughts about that. Yeah. Let's leave that where it is. Um, but but for Darnold, though, he – Kyle wanted more insurance. He just wanted more insurance at the quarterback position. Now, 
if you have situations like you did last year where you're down to your third string quarterback, that was Purdy, yes, obviously, but now it's Sam Darnold. And I, and I think that's important because there's a, there's a level of upgrade of pedigree of, of quarterback tier now that you're not throwing another guy into the fire. Sam's played in some, in some, in some big games, some NFL games. He's obviously he's a, was very good at USC um, during his time in college. And I, I think that's what Kyle appreciates about him is that he has pedigree to at least come through adversity and at least show up when he kind of has to. And he doesn't have to be the, the man in this offense. We, we know that with Purdy and Lance. It's a very much a yak offense, a rack offense. You just get the ball to your playmakers, let them go. And I think Sam can do that pretty well. Yeah, quarterback friendly, of course. If, uh, yeah, I mean, you you have to be a good quarterback to play for this team. You have to be competent, at least, and smart, educated. I think not anyone can just walk into this offense despite popular belief. I think people do believe that anyone could walk in here, but they can't. They can't. Nick Mullins didn't do it. C.J. Beathard didn't do it. Josh Johnson didn't do it. So you have to have talent. You have to be smart. Mm -hmm. And I think, obviously, he was a third-round pick. He wasn't a guy like Manziel, who is a freak talent, just not right there, not right in the head. he, I think he he's got a chance here to kind of turn his career around. I th- I agree. I think that's what he's banking on here too. And what a lot of these Niner signings have been this offseason have been, let's try and turn our career around. And how are we going to do that with one of the best organizations in the NFL, and that is the 49ers. And I think that's kind of the biggest win of the offseason, actually, Nate, is just kind of the pedigree of the Niners and the reason why the players are coming here now. I mean, hell, before Shanahan got here in 2017, there was a really dark cloud over the Niners organization in terms of player treatment and, and quality and just coaching and stuff. And Kyle and John Lynch have really turned that around to players now are taking pay cuts to come back and mm-hmm. come sign with the Niners because of the pedigree of getting them contracts later on. All that starts with front office too. Mm-hmm. All that um, you got to give major props to ownership to just be like, okay, there's an issue here. Let's white, let's get bulky out. Let's, do all that and let's start from scratch essentially. And I, I believe it was kind of a weird move. I think Kyle was hired before John Lynch, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. So that I, that's, that's I an anomaly in sports. I, I believe to hire your head coach before your GM, mm-hmm. but it, it's worked out and you just have to, this organization has done such a good job and they're so competent. Uh, they've lost some, you know, games on the field, but I think the way some important games, but, I think the way they handle issues like the Reuben Foster issue and mm-hmm. like off the field stuff is, is amazing. All their players, there's never a big, the biggest problem we've probably had is maybe Debo, the Debo drama. Yeah. him, But that's, that's par for the course. I mean, that's how, that's how the business works. So do you mean Garoppolo wasn't anything? That was nothing. That was I mean, drama. that was something, but it, it was, <laughs> it, it was like a lot of that was outside being like, oh, isn't this weird? Look how weird you guys are for doing this. But they were like, yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, both sides knew the situation, and and I thought they handled it like adults, and they handled it professionally. Yeah, I, I agree. And real quick, shout out to uh, to Parag Mareth, who is the, ex- the executive price, vice president for the 49ers. He's the one making a lot of these deals as well. He's the one that knows all the cap and the salary cap stuff. So shout out to him and all his financial finagling he's been able to do with the 49ers over the past couple of years, this offseason, everything like that. Um, if you look at John Lynch and you go, that's just John Lynch, it is, it is not. It is a team no. behind him, and it starts with Parong as well. So shout out to Parong as well as getting these deals uh, done. 
Totally, totally agree. And I mean, Kyle too for getting yes. his guys too. Yes, he is very good at drafting. I did would you, say in the uh, in the middle, in the middle. Did you see? Did you see the video of them all dapping each other up yesterday in the conference rooms? I did. Yeah, I saw on Instagram. <laughs> I saw a couple. Yeah, yeah. Kyle. Kyle made me laugh. Kyle goes, "This is so much better than Facetime." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, he just. Man. He see, I mean, you see that video a couple years ago where he's throwing the football across the roof or whatever. Oh, it's just Coach like they it, seem yeah. like, yeah, they seem. I don't know if this is a bad word to use, but bros, they just yes. seem like bros. They're totally bro. I mean, yeah, he's such and, a bro, but he's also so serious too, and so like by the books, and he's so good at coach speak. And I mean, obviously, he just gets he doesn't just get it from his father. That's not fair to say, yeah, but it no. runs in the family clearly. It absolutely does, and it just shows to go off the Chanahan coaching tree just how many good coaches and how many good people come off this yeah. branch of just coaching. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you got Rand Carthon now in Tennessee. You got you got D'Amico Ryan's in Houston. You know, you got Robert Sala in New York. You got Sean McVay with the, with with the with the Rams. I mean, there's just so many guys that come off the Shanahan coaching tree. It's yeah. like a factory. They just keep churning out people. It's kind of crazy. Not yeah. only on the field but off the field. It's McDaniel it's, it's too. McDaniel's. Thank yeah. you. McDaniel, it's great. It's yeah, it's it's nuts. It's it, it definitely goes to show how good this organization is. Uh, and you're lucky to not be an organization like Cleveland or no offense, <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. Uh, just a, a, a real mess. Um, I love the Cleveland shout out. That was good. <laughs> yeah, no, Cleveland is messed up. Yeah, they yeah. had they were starting to figure it out, too. And then. Nope. No. Nah, and then the Sean Watson came calling. <laughs> yeah, even before that, it was like. Oh, man. oh, you! What are you guys? What's happening here? Guys? And I liked Andrew Barry too. Their their gentleman Andrew. I liked him a lot too. But he has made some questionable moves the last couple uh, seasons. Anyway, yeah. let's keep going with free agents with the Niners. Uh, obviously, the Niners. You just brought up Vegas. They signed one of their one of the Vegas's former guys, defensive end Cleveland Farrell, is now a San Francisco 49er on a one year, like two point five million dollar deal. Very cost effective. Um, obviously, very number four number four overall draft pick in twenty nineteen draft. I have my own feelings about Cleveland uh, just because of the way we took him in the draft uh, as a Raider fan uh, in the past. But um, I think this is a really good move for the Niners in terms of getting a guy with still with upside, still young, only 26. And I, I think he really is coming back to the Bay area where it all started with a chip on his shoulder. And I think that's important for a defensive end who wants to recapture his form that he used to have in college. Yes. I, this is bang for your buck. I feel like this is our best signing. Uh, Obviously. Hargrave is the best player we got, right? The money and every if you if you consider everything, I think this is this is our best, and that's kind of a hot take. I understand, but I wanted to trade for Farrell at the deadline. Uh, really? Last season, yeah. I I kind of had my eye. I was like, that might be a sneaky move that happens, but obviously you'd have to give something up. Mm-hmm. And this is I this is better unless yeah. I I yeah. You Just kept the seventh round pick. Congratulations. Congrats. He did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets all of his work, probably. Who knows? We might draft a Hall of Famer in that seventh round pick. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> we'll get to their draft picks later and how this is going to shape out with the yeah. free agents. But I'm yeah. super yeah. excited. The money. I think he's a talented player. Yes. I do think Mayock and Gruden drafted him too early, all things considered. It's easy yeah. to say that with hindsight. But depth, depth to the D line. Yes. Fantastic. We lost Ebukam. Mm-hmm. This guy, uh, I I don't know if I don't know if this is a lateral move or maybe a half step forward from Ebukam. He he was a great player. 
But uh, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. And again, reviving careers. Mm-hmm. This is the place. This is this is. If you want to get paid, you can yeah. definitely get your stats bolstered here. Yeah, I mean, even Charles Menehu this year, he got, uh, I believe, two for 20 from the Chiefs. Yes, the Chiefs. Um, That's a great yeah. signing by them, too, by the way. Yeah, it's a good signing. But what, 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 we're try- what you're trying to say here and you're alluding to, I think is absolutely on the, on the money here, is, yes, that, exactly. is that players like Ebukam, Omenihu, who were cast-offs on their, on their former teams, they come to the Niners, they come to the defensive line coach, Chris Kassarik, and they turn them into, into blue-chip players, into true caliber starting players. And you can just see the results of that. I mean, Ebukam got nine for 20 – or nine, three for 27 – and he got, um, and then Menhu got two for twenty, and I think that Arden, not Arden Key, Arden Key also got paid this year. I don't know if you he know did. that Arden Key, former yeah. former defensive end who was at the Jaguars last year, similar Raiders to too, yeah, Raiders as well. Went to the Raiders, came to the Niners, got better, had his best season, then went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now got paid again, and I, I think it goes to show that there's a formula of success here, and that's what Cleveland is, is uh, banking on here. And I, and I understand it, and I get it. And it's a really smart move by him and by the Niners because not only does he get to come back to where it all started in the Bay Area, which he loves being in the Bay Area, he also uh, gets to play with guys who he's already played for, who he knows really, really well. I got a little story time for you, actually, Nate. Um, okay, he I'm ready for it. Um, he shared a little story during the COVID-19 pandemic that Cleveland was actually hanging out and working out with Nick Bosa in Florida. Um, he was spending he was spending time at Bosa and the Bosa brothers and just getting better at his craft, obviously, and getting better at being a defensive end. And so he's not only trained with him, he's trained with Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, um, Arden Key, all these guys that have been former Niners or our current Niners right now, he is trained with them already. So like he said, the NFL is a brotherhood. It's not just about camaraderie and team. It's a brotherhood. And now he's playing with his brothers again with the Niners now, a really good organization. They're probably going to get the best out of him. I, I think this could be a very, very sneaky good signing for the Niners um, this season. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I might I'm, might even be more high on him than you. And I think, so. I think, yeah, that chemistry thing is not to be something no. to be glossed over. That is, that is fantastic. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That makes me really excited because D-line chemistry is very important. It is. Yeah, he said – whether I played against Devon in college or I've trained with Nick, Eric, Arden, Solomon Thomas, Maurice Hurst, I just have a good base of players around, especially ones that have been been here. They gave me really good feedback and kind of solidified things and any questions that I may have gotten in the process. I definitely look at those guys' history, and I've seen where it projects. You all know? good things. All, all, good, things. all good things. All He's good things. Playing it's been work. To good. work. That's good. It. That's yeah. yeah, and that's that's what – our guys, our front office, our coaches mm-hmm. expect. So yeah, that's what the so. fans expect. They love it. They love, we have all pro players at almost every position. So mm-hmm. it's great to see that. Yeah. And then our last signing obviously was a late one that we talked to him yesterday. Uh, cornerback Isaiah Oliver, who I think is sneakily one of the best signings that the Niners have made in a minute. Okay. I, I'm very big. When we're Isaiah done with Oliver. these, can, let's, let's rank them. If let's rank cool them. That. Let's yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. I'm okay. curious what you think. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm a big Isaiah Oliver guy, not just because he was played in Pac-12 at Colorado, obviously a little Pac-12 love, ASU, you know, forks up all the way around. Anyway, um, Isaiah Oliver sneakily was the number six ranked cornerback in run defense last season. Okay. Do you know who number three was? Who number three? Was it Jimmy Ward? It was Javarius Ward. Javarius Ward. Oh, yeah, that makes – because, yeah, that was a bad guess. And, you know, you're fine. DB's yeah. corner are similar. Yeah. That's fine. 
What I'm trying to allude to here, though, is that you now have two of the top-tier tackling cornerbacks um, on this on this defense here with Steve Wilkes, who is a defensive back whisperer, as we all know and can allude to with Steve Wilkes. Um, I just think it's a really good signing, and to get him, we don't know the numbers yet, but on a two-year deal, it's kind of a prove-it deal, I believe. I'm not sure what the guarantees are just yet, but Isaiah's coming here to be versatile. You know, you, lo- you lose Jimmy Ward, you lose Emmanuel Mosley, guys that can play all, all over the, the back seven. Now you have a guy like Isaiah Oliver who is, well, he's not super fast. He's very, very long, um, and he's very, very good at getting off and staying with guys. Um, he only has one interception last season against the Niners, obviously that week six game against the Atlanta Falcons, um, where he went up and snagged that ball. And Kyle saw that and was like, let's go get him. Let's bring him here. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, you got to love it. But I, I just think it's interesting because he even said it himself. He knows, I'm coming here to be versatile. I'm not coming here to just have one role. I'm coming here to do a lot of different things. So you could see him playing safety. You could see him playing in the nickel outside, you know, and it's just more insurance, more depth for the young guys here you in the back. Special, special teams too. You think that's a possibility? I think it's possible. I don't think he plays special teams because I think that's what Womack's job is going to be. Yeah. Uh, Emory Thomas's job is going to be a special teams, especially. Um, I, I think that's that, that Oliver's coming in here to really give Womack some work. Womack wants to be the starting nickel cornerback. He's he's wanted to since since last season when he was a rookie. Now you got a guy like Oliver who his job is to be a nickel cornerback. You know, similar to Kwan Williams all those years ago with the Niners. This is this is Oliver's job. He feels most comfortable in the slot. He's replacing Jimmy Ward in the slot with an actual true cornerback now. And so I think that's a really big thing because you're not playing a guy out of position. You're playing a guy who is in position. Yep. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really don't know much about Isaiah Oliver. I'm not going to pretend I do, mm-hmm. but uh, he seems. Yeah, seems. You know what? Uh, what was his? Uh, what was his contract? It was two years. We don't know the numbers yet. Two years. Okay. Yeah, I was seeing two years. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I. I mean, not as excited as the other picks. Uh, but yeah. I thought our corners were kind of up and coming. But having a true nickel is great. We did mm-hmm. play. A lot of nickel towards the end, and obviously this is a passing league. It's going to be more important. Great. I don't have much to say about it. Honestly, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, it, I, it's just kind of a wait and see for me. What What are your? I got to ask you. What are your thoughts on Diamador Lenore and his finish at the end of the season last year? Do you think he really solidified himself as a number two outside corner for this team? Yeah, maybe. Uh, just because it's it's a tough position for us to fill for some reason every year. Corner <laughs> is like. It's just been, I, I mean, with injuries, everything. But uh, yeah, I think he's, I think he's earned the spot right now. But you know, come camp, that might change. Yeah, you never know. I, I, I think they're gonna want to stick him on the inside. That's kind of where he's played his best is on the inside. They want to keep Diamador Lenore on the outside. But you never know. And obviously, with injuries and his versatility, that's gonna be a big deal for for the Niners and for Steve Wilkes, just being able to plug him and play in different spots. And I, I think that's important. Yeah, I agree. So no, I'm I'm I like Oliver. I, I I like a lot of the signings, and now we get to play our favorite game. Uh, what do you rank them? <laughs> okay. Uh, whew. all right. I'll go first. You want me to all go right. first? Yeah, go. We for got it. these. I'm gonna say we're gonna say like best to worst. I guess there's I, not yeah, really yeah. a bad one here. No, there isn't. Uh, I know this is controversial. If there's like a one A, one B. I hate this is such a cop out, but Cleveland Farrell, I guess, is my one A. Just because wow. I'm excited for the potential, I'm excited for the money. I think he could be very good here, especially. 
playing opposite of Bosa. I mean, most people can be good. Uh, I think he will get paid, so this might be a one and done, but I'm excited. And that's no disrespect to 1B, Javon. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Javon yes. Hargrave. Um, I mean, he's a proven freak. It's just the money. Yeah. The money, it's it's a lot for an older guy, yeah. older in quotes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super, I think he's going to be the best player we sign, but I just, if you're accounting for everything. And then I'm going to do Darnold and then Oliver. Oliver, just because I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank this a little bit differently. I have I have Javon as one. Um, I have it's just tough actually. I have Javon as one, obviously. It's not even like a question. Javon's the best yeah. player. Javon shocked me. Javon made made a point. Uh, the rest of them I actually expected in terms of just kind of the the level of of caliber of player they got um, in free agency. So Oliver, Darnold, Farrell. I would say number two would be. Um, would be Isaiah Oliver for me. I just, I oh, really like, okay. I, re- I really like Isaiah Oliver, dude. All right. Really These do. are drastically different. Okay. I, I really like Isaiah Oliver. Nice. I, just, nice. I think he's going to be a really astute signing for them. And I think he's going to be really valuable down the stretch. And wow. Your, your excitement gets me excited because I yeah. just, I don't know what to expect from him. So you seem look, very positive. Look, our, 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 our program director, Brian, obviously covered him and covered the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta when he was working there. And he isn't as thrilled with Isaiah Oliver, but I just think it's a scheme thing. And I think in the Niners' scheme of, of using him and nickel, using him to be a run defender more so than a, than a pass coverage guy, I think is going to be really, really valuable. Um, the Niners are really good at tackling in, in the secondary, really good at tackling up the field. And Isaiah Oliver does the exact same thing. And really? so that's why I think he's going to be important um, for this team this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he have a career high in tackles. I just wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that's a – I think that's one we should pin on the board. We should get a board going with some preseason predictions. Yeah, let's. I'll, I'll make a board. Let's do that. Let's make okay, a board. that'd be fun. I'll put it up on my bulletin board at the office. Absolutely. Yeah, like TNT does for yeah. their. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring, the, we'll bring the board out every once in a while. Uh, so that, you can see how stupid good. I look at the end of the season. That sounds awesome. <laughs> no, I'll look stupid too. I guess. Like, <laughs> I said last year, and I was going to make the playoffs. So I look definitely stupid. So. Well, you were right. They did they wouldn't make the playoffs. Or they would. Oh. Oh, I thought you said yeah. would. No, I thought oh, okay. they would not make the playoffs. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a hot take. But well, whatever. Well, the enough. quarterback was Trey Lance at the time. It's true. And I just didn't. I thought they were going to be a ten win team last season. But we're talking about the future. We don't need it's, a dread on the past. We don't need a dread on the past. Anyway, yeah. back to my ranking. I have Farrell as three, and I have Donald as four. Just because okay. I just I I, w- I would rather them wait two more days for Matt Ryan to get released because he got released and just signed Matt Ryan. I just wanted Matt Ryan in this team so bad. I, maybe, yeah. maybe that's me being biased. I well, like. I did too. Yeah, I did too. I love the Darnold signing. I get it. I I understand it. I just don't know why we're spending all, a lot more money on a quarterback when you don't want to play him anyway. But, um, yeah. I look. I get it. I get it for Kyle, but I also don't get it in terms of we need to. There's other spots that you could pay more money to. Like you could have kept Manuel Mosey with that money. You know. Yes. Um, and, yeah. Chad, did Chad Henney retire? He did. Chad Henney yeah, did retire. Chad so did retire. I think a good spot. Yeah, a good spot for obviously, I mean, but I think the Chiefs, Matt Ryan might be. I don't know if the money's there. Oh my god. If Matt Ryan goes to the Chiefs and gets a Super Bowl ring for nothing, I swear. Well, I mean, they're gonna lose to the Niners this year. That's, Bowl, there so. you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't stand the Chiefs. That's not an official pick, by the way. That's not an official pick. No, I'll pick not. the opponent at a different time that the Niners will beat. <laughs> They'll but, be in the uh, Super Bowl. You're gonna yeah. throw it out already? Yeah, 
Look at that. Nate's going with early predictions. We're not even like half of the free agency. And he's like, no, nah, they're in the Super Bowl. We got it. He got it. With the court with with Brock Purdy's noodle arm and Trey Lance's somewhat repaired ankle. We got this. Darnold, baby. Darnold season, baby. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having too much fun. Love you guys. Love, love these players. Um, anyway, that um that'll conclude the Naira's portion of the free agency. Are, were there any other signings that you looked at that you were surprised about um for the free agency this first week? Nothing that sticks out to me. I'm sure something will happen. I thought they were clearing more space for a, a bigger move because mm-hmm. they went to clear space post Hargrave, correct? Yeah, they cl- they did yeah. two restructures. Yeah, so there could be which were uh Fred? No, it was uh, – who are the two restructures? It was Fred Warner and it was Traverius Ward. Okay, it was Fred. Okay, yeah. So still stuff to be done. So we – Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, we'll look for happens. Eric Arms so they get a restru- restructure like negotiation here coming up pretty shortly, I think. Okay. All right. So we're going to go on to other free agent signings around yeah. the league, correct? I want to – Start with Aaron Rodgers. I know that's not first on the list, but I want to talk about this. I was so upset and confused with the way this was being reported on. He comes out on the Pat McAfee show show and says, I want to play for the Jets, right? That's basically what he said, correct? People were reporting on it like it was done. And I'm trying to find a tweet or something where, okay, what's the trade? What's the deal? And nothing. Like, there's nothing there. It hasn't happened yet as of this recording. So mm-hmm. I'm confused. Like everyone's treating it like that's, what's going to happen. It's, yeah. is it, it's not entirely up to Rogers as far as I'm, as far as I know. It's no, it's not, it's not, but it kind of also is because the Packers don't want him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. But like some, yeah, I just, look, you know look here's the thing. Yeah. it's going to happen. He's going to get traded to the jets. I feel pretty confident about that actually. I think most do from reports that people were talking like it was done. Well, Trey Wingo was talking like it was done. Yeah. Um, Look, they still got to iron out some competition stuff. The Packers want to maximize their competition for him. I don't think it's on the – I've heard it's not on the realm of like what Matthew Stafford got, what other quarterbacks got to be traded, other high-level ones got to be traded. So I think they're only looking for like one first-round pick, frankly. Um, And I think that's kind of fine. It's Aaron Rodgers. I think you can trade a first-round pick for him. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. But – but regardless, I'm just so glad that this saga is over. Like, I'm so glad. This was well, so overdramatized, so soon. ridiculous, so dumb. It was so dumb, Aaron. Like, yeah. I, Do you it, believe it was he's – decision. It was so bad. He said when he came out of the retreat, um, the, the darkness retreat, if people don't know what I'm talking about, uh, he said he was 90% sure he was, was retiring. I never felt that he was going to retire at all. Never. No, I never felt that one bit. So you don't believe that he was 90%? Maybe he was, but but I also think that the 10% was I can't retire the same year Brady does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Aaron Aaron is Aaron is very I don't want to, I don't want to be rude. I'm going to be rude. Egotistical. Um Aaron, competitive. There you go. Um, Aaron has a lot of things on his mind. And one of the things is I am the greatest quarterback in Packers history. And he needs to solidify that he's one of the greatest of this cur- of this modern generation. And yep. by retiring the same year as Tom Brady, you have to share the stage with Tom Brady, who is, we all know, the better quarterback of the two because he's Tom freaking Brady. 
Um, but Aaron, Aaron couldn't end it like this. Aaron couldn't end it with the Packers on dismal and just a poor season of him playing. And after two back-to-back MVPs, he's got to go out there and prove something. Frankly, he needs to win another Super Bowl ring. That's really the reason. He needs to go win another ring. And the Jets have a really up-and-coming roster that, frankly, have a lot of talent and could possibly do it in the AFC. Yep, same thing was said about the Broncos last year. I thought the Broncos were going to be amazing. I think everyone, most people thought that. Uh, you didn't think the Broncos were going to be good? Nope, I called really? Russ old and fat, and I was correct, okay. and I, yep. I live in life. I, I did not expect to see what I saw last year. So keeping an open mind, I would think on paper that that's an 11-win team. Mm-hmm. probably in that area. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd say 11 over under 10 and a half. I'll take that over. I just, I don't think the pay, even though the Patriots are making signings right now, they're just not, their quarterback's not, not good at all. Like not good whatsoever. No. Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, not, not the guy Um, to uh, how many games is he going to play? Yeah. And is he okay? There's a lot of questions with that. They signed but, a back of quarterback. I forget who the heck they signed, but they signed a back of quarterback. Yeah. I know the Bills are a very good team too. Yes, uh, obviously, but they have. I think people are going to start getting weary on the Bills after their recent fall aparts. They've, I mean, regular season they're a good team, but I think they're they're questionable. They're trending down. If if that is that crazy to say no it's not crazy to say i'm just curious what their next move is they haven't done a lot in free agency because they've, they've, they're pretty yeah. much over the cap with not only with alan's contract as well as von miller they had to restructure that already and they yeah. created a bunch of cap space with that but or they restructured i think stefan Diggs as well his contract as well but it was just kind of a weird thing um with them because they kind of had a, a win now window with 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 josh and that's not going to say he's not he can't win the Super Bowl every single. He's he's a really good player. It's the contract, you know. He's making a lot of money, and that's a big issue when quarterbacks are making you know twenty five percent of the salary cap. That's a problem, you know. Yep. You can, it, that, that, and that's kind of what Josh is doing right now. He's making a lot of money, and it, it leaves a lot of holes in the team. And they're trying to figure out ways to fill them, and it's hard because you just don't have a lot of cap space, a lot, a lot of money to get quality talent to to back you up. So while the Bills are probably the favorite in the AFC East right now, I would say. The Jets could easily win that division, I think, if the Bills, you know, kind of do their usual thing and implode down the stretch that they've been doing the past couple of seasons. Yeah, definitely. And Josh Allen is, I mean, last year, I, I don't think people talk enough about his faults. Because, I mean, his, his, his positives are so insane and so his highlights are so crazy. Yes. But last year, he missed a, a game tying or game-winning touchdown throw that just shot right in the dirt and it's yeah. like you can't do that if you want to be a winner like you can yeah. put all these stats up and be amazing but his uh i'm sorry i'm looking at he had 13 fumbles last year five lost so that that's that's very alarming yeah. uh he, you know 14 interceptions that's that's 19 turnovers to 35 touchdowns mm-hmm. that's that's scary to see uh, and the way he plays, everyone talks about this. The way he plays is just he's getting smashed all the time. He's running into linebackers. He's huge, and he can hit them back. But obvious yeah. comparison here is Cam Newton. Kind of look where that got him. He was an MVP and yeah. really fell off a cliff post-2016. Yeah, well, Cam got that Liz Frank uh, fractured his foot, and that kind of ruins a lot of run- a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of mobile players. It's unfortunate, yeah. Liz Frank. It's one of the reasons why I'm down on Chet Holmgren for the Oklahoma State Thunder is Liz Frank scares the frick out of me. No, oh, um, and he's 90 pounds and 7'2". <laughs> uh, don't, 
don't get me started. I, I anyway, I, this yeah. is not an NBA pod. This is this is football. Um, but no, Josh Allen, he has a lot to prove this year, and we're gonna figure out if he is that guy or if he's not. I think it's gonna be a real pivotal season for how his career is going to go. Is yep. is is I believe it's year six that we're entering now with Josh Allen. Um, uh, this is a big deal. He's entering his prime now, and he has to get it. He has to get it done. There's no if ands buts or coconuts. You know. Yes. Um, uh, it, it, it's time to go do it. Yep. Curious to see what happens with the Bills. Uh, not, not too, not as, not super high on the Bills this year. But regardless, I get it. Next one. Uh, do you want to talk about the Raiders, or you want to talk about? Let's let's get the Bengals one out of the way first. Yeah, this let's was a quick. shocking development. Okay, Orlando Brown, left tackle for the Kansas City Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs, is now with the Cincinnati Bengals. This was a massive move that broke i think either last night or two days ago um orlando brown if for who who does not know who orlando brown is this guy is a franchise caliber left tackle and there are not many of those you can say in the nfl and i feel really confident about that this guy has been unreal for his entire career backing up uh, protecting lamar jackson and patrick Mahomes. now he gets to go to cincinnati and protect joe burrow and be a left tackle and not only that, the contract that he got was incredibly friendly for getting a franchise left tackle. It was four years, 64-something million dollars, less than what Mike McGlitchie got from the Denver Broncos. Yep. I should just hint at, less. And Orlando Brown, no disrespect to Mike McGlitchie, is leaps and bounds better than Mike McGlitchie. Yep. I, so, uh, yeah. yeah, great great signing, obviously, a need for the Bengals. Uh, good for Burrow. Uh just yeah, good good job. I keep throwing my hands up here with when I don't have much to say about these signing, but yeah, it's obviously yeah, like a plus. Wait, way to go, Bengals! Hopefully, we'll crush you in the Super Bowl again, third time. <laughs> I I I think it's incredible because they already had a left tackle in Jonah Williams, and who also Folsom native Jonah Williams, I should say Folsom native Jonah I didn't Williams. Know that. Yes, yeah, Folsom native. I watched John Williams in college, or not college. I watched him in high school at Folsom. I think it was Folsom my senior high. year. Very good football team. Yes, he was playing with Jake Browning and them boys at Folsom. They were incredible that year. They were incredible that year. Um, now Jonah Williams is really is also a good left tackle. He is now asked for a trade because he just got his spot taken by Orlando Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bengals, it's a killer be killed world. It looks like for them, man. They are ready to just say screw it. We're done messing around. Let's go get our guy, Joe Burrow, some more protection. Let's go make sure he's protected on the offensive line, make sure he is taken care of, and let's go win a Super Bowl. And clearly, yep. the Bengals are about that action now because whatever gap you saw between the Chiefs and the Bengals, is it there? Who knows? I don't know if it's there anymore. They got some talent, man. Yeah, definite some definite similarities between the Niners and the Bengals. I'd say just the way that they, they're confident, they talk crud, uh, they, yeah, they, they can back it up for the most yeah. part. I mean, they got a little embarrassed with the whole chiefs and the mayor thing. That was, that's stupid though. That's the mayor's fault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, the definite comparisons there, I mean, on the field's a little different, but it's, uh, yeah, good, good for them. Good for them. It's really, it's really good for them. Like it's really good for them. And it shocked me. It shocked a lot of people that they were able to afford a contract like this, able to do a contract like this, very sneaky maneuver. Um, sneaky little cats, sneaky little cat Bengals, man. You know, who day, you know, who day? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know who don't day know. is. I don't know. I who don't day know. Is. Who day is. 
No. Yeah, I don't know, and frankly, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's talk about this one. This one, this next big boy, our guy Jimmy G. This Ah. isn't official yet either. This isn't official as of yesterday. It is official? It's now official. As of this morning? Yeah, as this morning. Okay, so Jimmy G, Raider. Uh, that's a holdover move i was talking to one of my friends about this big raiders fan who's been a he's harped on jimmy g quite a bit um it's yeah it's a holdover move i i don't see it as a bad thing is it i guess not i mean i don't know if it is or not i do think it'll be fun to see what he does with Devontae adams because he hasn't had a receiver like Devontae adams he uh because Devontae, i mean can be a yak guy but you can just huck it up to him, yeah, uh, in a different way from other receivers he's had. Like, yeah, he's it, it'll that'll be exciting at the very least. It, it would have been Waller would have been nice for him, but I guess he was only worth a third round pick. I, I like look as soon as they signed Jacoby Myers, I knew that people were getting traded. I'm like, there's no way they can't afford all these offensive offensive players. They have to trade someone, and of course it was Darren Waller, who frankly. I understood the trade. He's 30 years old now and has been injury prone for the last couple seasons. I get it. Um, getting a third round pick isn't the worst thing in the world, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I just Jimmy Garoppolo is a Raider, and that's just oh man. I actually had a little bit of glimmer of hope yesterday. Kind of fitting. It's unfortunately it is because I can't stand the regime and the Raiders organization right now. But um, unfortunately, I had a glimmer of hope yesterday when the press conference got delayed by three hours and the reporters were just sitting there waiting for this guy while every other agent came up and Jimmy was in the building. Nothing happened. It's just because so it wasn't signed yet. It wasn't in They stone. still had some things to work out is kind of what we got reported. Okay. Well, well it, it got worked, worked out so yeah. here and now he talked yeah. and those poor well, reporters got to sit there for three hours. It just sucks. Raiders, oh, man, man. That sucks. oh, I've done it before too, though. I've, I've sat there for a long time before. Yeah, but I, at least I you're around like bright red colors instead of in a black, dark silver room, you know? Yeah. That's probably worse. You're in the Death Star, so you know. You're in the Death Star, yeah. It literally is a Death Star. Um, but no, one of the quotes I saw from Jimmy G, he goes, he wants to get the silver and black back to where it's supposed to be. So middling middling tier, like what what I don't Yeah. Great, good. <laughs> yeah. I, I just ah, I, I wish I had more confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't. I really yeah. don't. I just better don't. Raiders or Broncos this year? Broncos. Okay, Raiders. Raiders start. aren't good. They don't have a defense. How many? What's the? I'm gonna put the over under at five and a half for the Raiders. What are you taking? I'll take the over and I get six wins. Okay. Yeah, I put that a little. I, too I have six wins. I have six okay. wins. I have six and six and eleven makes sense. Seven and ten that makes sense for me. Look, okay. Jimmy Garoppolo is a fine NFL quarterback. He's average. But in the AMC West of killers with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, uh, average is not going to get you the, the cream of the crop. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. Not. Yeah. Not. Yeah. So you're saying it's a holdover, but it's also not a holdover. What do you, what do you, because I was saying it's a, it's, it's a holdover move and you kind of were on the fence about that. Holdover means bridge for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Br- yeah. Sorry. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. He's not a bridge quarterback. He's there to be the starting quarterback, clearly. Um, they signed him to a three-year deal for $72 million. Yeah. He's going to play all three seasons at least. 
maybe that maybe a fourth they resign. Who the hell knows? But I just don't think this move indicates that they're going to draft a quarterback this year, which is what I kind of wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen. Now they might shock me and take Anthony Richardson with the seventh overall pick, and I'll be thrilled and I'll be happy as hell because then I can just leave this season alone, and Anthony can come play in two years. The Raiders aren't going to do that. They're not that. They're they're not making smart moves right now. They're making personnel moves, <laughs> ultra moves. Yeah. They're making moves that are nice on paper, nice for the publicity, nice for the image, but not winning mm-hmm. franchise moves, in my opinion. They got it. Excuse me. They got a decent amount of picks this year. Two thirds, three fifths, mm-hmm. two six, two sevenths. So, yes, but when have the Raiders ever drafted well? That's a fantastic question. That's something. That's something I take for granted as a Niners fan. Yeah, I, I trust me. I before I covered the Niners, I didn't understand what a good draft class was, and then I came to the, <laughs> cover the Niners, and I was like, wait. So you like you you understand that players that are good and bad. That's a thing. yeah. Yeah, it's hard to grasp. It's um, really hard to grasp. I just, it's just, it's just yeah. and wait, you take former former disappointing first round picks and make them blue chip players. What? You get them paid eight times as much as they what? Can be making. I just... uh, all right, so that's kind of all the big ones, correct? Is there anything else that stuck out? Because in the, in the signings around the NFL, any other ones really? No. Um... Still got plenty of time. But. There's a there's a there's a lot of moves that have been made. I could just go through the list. Let me just like pull it up really quick. Um, let me just pull up the tracker really quick. And if you haven't, if you haven't checked this out on the site at sacktownsports.com, uh, I got a free agent tracker going up that'll be recapping the, the first week of free agency. Um, it'll stop at at the end of this at the end of this weekend is when I'll, I'll last update it. Um, but that is going to keep you intact with all the news that's going around um, the NFL right now and kind of just what's going around the free agency trades, regardless of anything, that's what we got going on. Um, just want to pull it up. I don't know why I, there's so many articles and trying to find it down here in the deep dives. There it is. Um, it's been a crazy week, Nate. It's been a crazy week. Um, for, for all of us, I just, with the Kings too, it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. We're having yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, other big moves, Darius Slay resigned with the Eagles. That was a big deal. yesterday uh, on Wednesday. Um, Darius Slay's back with the Eagles on a two year deal. Um, James Robinson went to the New York Jet, New England Patriots. I apologize. Uh, Mike McGlinchey also went to the Patriots this morning. Mike McGlinchey went yeah. to the. No, not sorry, Mike Kosecki. I've called. Okay, not like yeah. th- again. Yeah. Too many M's yeah. and G's. I just got it lost right there. Mike Gusecki. Mike I like him a lot. I obviously play fantasy. I keep an eye on him, but uh, I'm glad. I remember. I think he had a quote after the game to a different tight end where he's like, "I'm glad you're getting used on your team," and it's like. <laughs> Damn, dude. All right. Yeah. CC Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what else? What else? Let's yeah. see here. Uh, Miles Sanders signed with the Carolina Panthers. Jamal Williams went to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Um, Fletcher Cox was saying with the Eagles. Seven and a half wins for the Saints over under. In the NFC South. Let's look at the quarterbacks. Hold on. Panthers, have a, Panthers are going to have a rookie. One of the rookies. Trash. Uh, Basically, no, well, it's, it's Baker. It's Baker in Tampa. Oh, it's Baker. Okay. Baker in Tampa. So Baker in Tampa. Um, Derek Carr is in the Saints, and Atlanta has Ritter. What, what's the over-under again? Seven and a half. Yeah, I think the over. The, the, the Saints are the best team, and clearly the best team. Like, yeah. not even a joke. It's not saying much, though. No, NFC South's terrible. Yeah. Because guess what? Sam Darnold had the Panthers in contention last year. 
That's our guy. That's our guy. That's our guy. That's our guy, bro. Sam. Let's go, Sam. Let's go, Sam. Trojans. Trojans. Fight on, baby. Yeah, my neighbors are gonna love that I'm screaming. Actually, you know what? They're loud. They can deal with it. They can I live. I live in the boonies, bro. No one can hear me out here. Yeah. I live in the woods. Um, but um, Juju signed with the the, the, the Patriots. Um, anyway, the Saints are gonna be fine with Derek Carr. They're gonna win some games, and they'll be kind of relevant, kind of not. That's kind of how I see that going. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Too too good to get a good pick. Too bad to make the playoffs. <laughs> so someone has to make well, the playoffs. Well, they will make division. the playoffs. They will yeah. obviously. Someone has to make the playoffs to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Someone has to make it with their with their seven and nine, yeah, seven and ten record or whatever the heck it's going to be. They'll lose to whoever twenty eight yeah. to six, or they'll beat the Cowboys and it'll be very funny. If Derek Carr beats the Cowboys, I will laugh and cry. Oh my god, I'll be. I will so laugh and happy. cry. I'll laugh and I'll cry. Be, that'd be so funny. Oh my god, please Cowboys. God, please please let Derek Carr beat him, please. Yeah. Let's not even talk Cowboys because yeah. they get enough. They get They're too gross. Much. Anyways, we're close to wrapping this up here. But Nate, do you have anything on Nate's corner for today? Do I have anything on Nate's corner? Yeah. He's excited. He's excited for all these <laughs> signings. I just personally, I think there's one more, maybe not a move as big as Hargrave, uh, but I think there's one more significant move the Niners make before your tracker closes this weekend okay offense or defense that's a good question uh i i'm gonna get even more specific i think it's gonna be something with the o-line Ooh, there's some move to be made there Ooh, okay yeah all right i like it i like i like i like uh yeah i i think bringing mckivitz back is cool uh brendel's back yeah let's 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 see what happens i like it I really do. Um, last one before we go. Niners aren't getting Lamar Jackson, right? <laughs> um, something I haven't really considered. Uh, if they did, I would be so happy. If they got Tom Brady, I would be so happy. If they got Aaron Rodgers, I'd be so happy. Uh, any of those, I would be through the roof. Uh, sorry, Brock. Sorry, Trey. Sorry, Sam. Uh, but... I need to see this team get a Super Bowl before I die. I, I was born two years after the first one, or a year after. I, I've made it very clear to my close friends and family that's something that needs to happen. I need to see them win a Super Bowl before I die. I've had my heart ripped out uh, several times. I don't even want to go into it. It makes me so sad. Uh, I just need to see them. I need to see them do it. So, please, I'm – just do it, guys, for me. <laughs> I loved it. I love that. That was great. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was That's raw emotion. That was some raw emotion right there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you and your Jimmy Butler hair right there with the braid coming out and the top. Well, it's not. It's just messy. I have two I very thick calyx. I, I wish I had Jimmy Butler's hair. It would look so cool. <laughs> just with the poofs and the. I'd finally get respect. <laughs> That's all I've been trying to get from. Then you can play Nickelback in the in the team locker room after a loss. Yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah, yeah be rad, that's bro. crazy. He did that. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that when the Kings lose the playoffs. I'll come into work with everyone and I'll play Nickelback really loud and sing. <laughs> I'll finally get respect. <laughs> I love it. All right, before this goes off the rails, no, Lamar Jackson's not coming to the Niners. It'd be crazy if he did, though. Uh, anyways, that's it for <laughs> Return of the Empire episode two. Season two with my guy, Nate Littlefield. 
Um, we'll be back next week with another episode, uh, recapping more for ages stuff. Any of the other Niner news that comes out, obviously we will hit as well at Sacktown Sports, as well as at my Twitter at Emiliano for Goso, uh, at our Twitter at Sacktown Sports 1140. Hit us up there too. And if you're not, if you don't like this podcast, give us a like, give us a thumbs up. You know, please, comment, I'm begging you, subscribe, please. share. Come on, come on, support. The I'm fans. begging you, please, please. give us a like. <laughs> Nate, any parting words? Uh, yeah, you can look at my Instagram. There's a cute little picture of me and Deuce and Mo on there if you want to like that. Uh, they thought I was making fun of them when I asked to take a picture with them. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, but, no, I don't really have social media or anything. I might need to work on that. But, uh, hey, you know, it's all right. check, check me out. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll catch you guys on the flip. Have a good one, y'all.